friends. Thank you for joining me today on Quick Health Concepts. This is Dr. Leslie Quick, your host, and today we're going to talk about carbohydrates, sugar, and your health. I'm going to make this a little shorter today because I think what I'm going to try to do is maybe make a few different episodes um, about this because there's a lot that goes into it. So today I'm going to kind of give you some statistics, just talk about a few things about it, and <clears throat> and to give you a little bit of an introduction into it. There's a, Obviously, there's a lot of science in talking about molecules and sugars, and, and um, so... I'm not going to stress about that. I'm just going to kind of put the basics out there so that people can understand it a little bit better. And it's interesting because, you know, my my well, my daughter who just turned 13 actually was 12. Now she's 13. Um, we were having this conversation. We've had it multiple times where she'll say to me, you know, I, I try to explain to her about snacks, different types of snacks and healthy choices and you know, I'll say, you really are having too much sugar. And she'll say, but mom, I, I, I just had bread or I had cereal. And I try, I'm trying to explain to her that, well, guess what? That bread is a carbohydrate and that bread is sugar. But she doesn't understand that. So it kind of gave me the idea of this is a great idea of something to talk about because in my office we do weight loss and it confuses a lot of people. So let's talk about that a little bit more today. So First thing I want to talk about is basic, most basically is that carbohydrates and sugars are somewhat one and the same. Okay, again, I'm not going to go and delve into the basics of carbohydrate molecular makeup, but just know this, okay? Carbohydrates can be either simple or complex, okay? And they're basically three main types, basic sugars, starches, and fiber. Okay. So something to remember is that just like a car needs energy and fuel and it uses fuel for that energy, our bodies as well are the same. We need something to take in in order to give us that fuel. The most basic source of that energy is glucose, okay, which is the most basic form of sugar. And how we typically get that in most abundance is through our carbohydrates that we take in. And that's what gives us the most basic form of energy. Now, I could go further into it, and maybe at some point I will, talking about how you can use fat for energy, but basically your body will always turn to the carbohydrates in your body and sugars first because it's the easiest to break down. It's the easiest for your body to use to make that. And there's there's a whole cycle called the Krebs cycle, and what it does is it transforms glucose, the most basic form of sugar, into what's called ATP for short, and that's basically energy within our body, okay? I'm going to give you a couple statistics that is pretty mind-blowing. Americans, okay, take most sugar in the entire world. We are the 12th most obese country. Now, what is the problem? Why is this happening? The problem that we have is Now, remember I just told you, carbohydrates give you your most basic form of energy. Well, that's well and good, but if we're taking in that, but we're not expending that, what's going to happen? So the problem that we have is we're taking in, we consume the most sugar in the world, but we're not exercising the most, right? Which is why we're number 12 is the most obese country in the world. We're not the most obese, but we're up there, 
okay? Much higher than we should be. And that's because we're taking in way too many carbohydrates, breaking them down into sugars for energy, but we're not expelling that in exercise and other things that we were put on this earth to do. Now we sit at a computer, or many of us sit at computers, and we're not putting out the amount of, um, we're not putting out what we need and not using it. So what happens is it gets either stored or other events take place. Average consumer, American consumer, okay, consumes about a t a average 152 pounds of sugar annually. So I did a little math. Okay, that basically breaks down to about three pounds of sugar per week or six cups per week, which translates into about 41 teaspoons per day of sugar. Now, let's talk again about what I was talking about a minute ago. When I say sugar... I'm not necessarily just talking about the sugar that you have on your table, okay, what you put in your coffee, although that is obviously your most basic form of sugar, which is most often a refined sugar, okay. I'm also talking about the breads, the cereals, the pastas. Those are all, those all have carbohydrates that basically all break down into some form of sugar. Now, the fiber, as, you, as I mentioned previously as well, fiber basically helps to—fiber is not is difficult to digest for the body to metabolize, and so it is helpful. And when—and at some point, maybe I'll talk a little bit further about it, but what can happen is, is when you take a carbohydrate and you add a fiber to it, it kind of brings down the, what we call the net carbohydrate count. And so that's why, for example— fruit, like an apple, okay? An apple has about 25 grams of carbohydrates in it, but a lot of that, it also has a lot of fiber in it. So that fiber will bring down basically, the best way to describe it is it, it basically brings down the, um, I don't want to say the net worth of that carbohydrate, but the, um, the net of what the carbohydrate is going to take to create energy. Okay, so it's helpful. So the more fiber in a product, the better it is in that sense of what your net carbohydrate will be. Okay, so again, if that's confusing, don't worry about it. I'll try to talk about it another time. But for this sake right now, just understand that the fiber just kind of helps. And that's why when people ask, well, why should I be eating fruit? That's sugar too. And yes, absolutely it is, but it, because of the fiber... It's not going to give you – it's basically harder to break down. Because it's harder to break down, you don't get these sugar spikes that you ever heard about, like the sugar crash that you'll get if you have a candy bar or something because a candy bar is nothing but basic sugars, whereas an apple not only has the sugar but it has the fiber. So you're going to have a slow release of energy rather than this spike and then this crash, okay? And why do you get this crash? You get the crash because of what happens when you're increasing, what you get the increase in blood sugar. Okay, I'll go back to that in just a second. Okay, so let me just talk about a little bit more about the math that I did. Remember, I just said we consume about an average of 152 pounds annually of sugar, which breaks down to about three pounds a week. And I'm these are um, not specific exact numbers, but this is an estimate number: three pounds per week, about 41 teaspoons per day. However, we should only, 
and this is based on a 2,000-calorie diet, we should only be getting about 10% of our calories from sugar. Okay, so obviously if that's, you're talking a 2,000-calorie diet, you're not talking about 41 teaspoons per day. We should only be getting, on average, about 13.3 teaspoons per day. So we're basically getting 27, almost 28 teaspoons more per day than we should be taking in. That's a lot. Okay, and again, like I said, if you're not out there running and you're not doing the exercise, you're not expending that energy. And if we're taking in double what we should, then you should be doing double what you are. Don't mean to confuse it a little bit, but just to explain that that's why, that's why we're saying get out there and get exercising and decrease, decrease the sugar intake that you're getting. So I'm going to give you just a, an idea of I, I love to use this as an example with my weight loss patients because people are, are amazed when I explain this to them. So I just gave you that math and all that information about what you should be taking in versus what we are taking in. Let's say you have a breakfast, okay, and you have, I, I have a little glass of orange juice. Oh, look, I have some oatmeal. I've got some kashi. That looks really healthy. It says heart healthy, right? So I'm going to have a little kashi oatmeal, and I'm going to have one cup of coffee with one teaspoon of sugar. I've cut down on my sugar, so I'm just going to have one teaspoon. And I'm going to have an apple. Let's break this down. Your orange juice, your one glass of orange juice, because there's no fiber in it, right? Your glass of orange juice, now you've squeezed the juice out of the orange. All that fiber has been, that pulp has been left to the side. That fiber helps to decrease the carbohydrate, net carbohydrate count. So that orange juice has 26 grams of pure sugar. Your kashi oatmeal has 25 grams. Your coffee, that one teaspoon of sugar, has 5 grams. Your apple, 25 grams, but because it has 4 grams of fiber, it's a net, a net carbohydrate of 21 grams. Okay, So, again, I'm using the net carbohydrate amount. You take those, what seems like a pretty healthy breakfast, right? You, you add those together, and you come up with 77 grams of net carbohydrates. Now, remember that 1 gram of for each gram of um, one gram of carbohydrates is the equivalent of four teaspoons of sugar. So we've just had in that breakfast 77 grams of carbohydrates. Divided by four teaspoons of sugar, you've now just come out of that one sitting with 19.25 grams of sugar, and that's net. Okay, so that right there is just about the amount of carbohydrates you have, should have for your entire day. And that's it. But that doesn't happen, right? Because a lot of times people have a sandwich. I mean, a sandwich can have, I think, you know, roughly, depending, you know, 18 to 25 grams of carbohydrates per slice. You have two slices? Or even peanut butter. Peanut butter, yes, peanut butter and nuts are one of the only, um, the only things in nature that have both carbohydrates and protein. Steak, chicken, it's mostly all protein, devoid of carbohydrates. Nuts are one of the only things in nature besides mother's milk that mixes carbohydrates with proteins. Okay, so, but they're healthy, which is great, um, but it does add to your carbohydrate count a little bit. Okay, so nuts. And then for dinner, you're going to have a mashed potato. 
a starch still breaks down to sugar. So those are still carbohydrates. So we're just taking in much more. Not to mention you have more than one cup of coffee a day with more than one teaspoon of sugar. So you're adding in all these extra carbohydrates. Okay. So I'm not going to go, like I said, I'm not going too crazy into it. But what I do just want to expand upon is expound upon is the fact that we're taking in way too many carbohydrates for what we're, we're what we're taking out it's we're overloading the fuel tank okay and there's just not enough room in that fuel tank to to go on the road for that long we're not expending enough what happens then is our blood sugar increases that tells our pancreas which is an organ that is produces insulin in our body to, to bring out the insulin to help bring that blood sugar down. When you have simple sugars, because you get a quick spike, you're going to have a quick decrease, you're going to have a quick shot of insulin, a lot of insulin to bring that blood sugar down. And then basically the whole process starts over again. And then because your blood sugar comes down pretty quickly, then you're going, I want some more carbohydrates. I'll give you an example. If I go to bed, if I go to sleep at night and I've had carbohydrates before like relatively, you know, short time before I go to bed, I wake up starving. Never fails. Quick little tip before I go. Remember, if you're going to have something before you go to bed, have it be a protein because your body takes longer to break down proteins. You don't get that quick sugar spike and then that quick decrease because you've had all that shot of insulin into your, you know, you're not getting all that insulin to quickly bring down the blood sugar and then suddenly you're waking up starving. Never fails. Happens to me every time. Okay. But these are the reasons why we're getting increased diabetes, increased cholesterol. Now, remember, what happens to the sugar when you're not using it? Very often, it will get stored as fat. Okay. Again, more science, not going to stress about it, but it, gets, it can get stored as fat. Fat, remember, does not get burnt as it won't be the first source of energy. Your body will always go to the carbohydrates first. And because of that, in a lot of cases, you're never getting rid of fat. Because fat, it takes three to about three days for your body to expend through all the carbohydrates to get to the fat. So that's why people will tell you, I'm doing all this, you know, I'm doing everything I can and I can't seem to, you know, I still have these bulges. Well, that's because you're not ever getting to the fat. Again, discussion for another time. But I just want to explain that. And then what happens when we get more fat stored, that fat needs blood. Think about it, okay? Over currently 70, I think, I believe the number is over 70% of Americans are either overweight or obese. That has doubled since 1980. And the amount of children now that are overweight or obese there's 23 i believe the last count was about approximately 23 million children or one-third of children are overweight or obese it's pretty scary and like i mentioned before what happens is is when our body stores fat if it doesn't if your body does not use the energy it will store it it will store the it will basically store the nutrients for future use that's what we put on earth for, right? We were put on earth, we go in, we find, we forage for food, we find the food. If we don't use it, we store it. So it will be stored. When it gets stored as fat, that fat needs blood supply. That blood supply, and if you're thinking about it, and I just told you that number, okay, 
of 70% of people are overweight or obese. Some of those people, in order to be obese, you have to be about 30% body fat, okay? 30% body fat needs a lot of blood flow. That's why we're having increased not only diabetes, because of, remember I told you that spike in insulin going up and down, up and down blood sugar, increased diabetes, increased cardiovascular disease, because again, that fat needs blood flow, increased cholesterol, and increased in certain cancers. Food for thought for today. Possibly going to talk more about the science of it all, but I just wanted to give you that kind of, you know, delve right into talking about how sugars affect your health. So stay away from the juices. Those things, there's no fiber. Remember, if you're going to choose carbohydrates, choose ones that have the fiber in it because it's going to help bring down your net carbohydrate count. Again, we talk more about that later, but just some food for thought. Remember that. Have a great day. And thanks for joining me.